Welcome to the Christian Life Austin podcast. Visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, register for an upcoming event, or support the Christian Life ministry through our online giving portal. We trust that you'll enjoy today's message. Thank you once again for listening. talk about the Christmas story just a little while tonight. I thank Brandon, I thank Mitch for doing such tremendous jobs. I appreciate the preparation of Randy, our pastor, our music pastor here tonight. The Bible says, stay seated, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, and it came to pass in those days there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria and all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea to a city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Last Sunday, we had a beautiful, a Sunday a week ago, pardon me, we had a beautiful children's program here at the church. And it was one of the greatest, greatest presentations. Those kids acted like they'd been on stage forever. And still one of my greatest lines is when Grant slid out to the front of the platform and said, Help, God, we have been adopted by the Clampets. <laughs> I love that. I, I heard a story about a little girl one night that was going to play Mary in a pageant in a play. And she didn't want to wear Mary's costume. She didn't want to wear the costume that Mary was supposed to wear. And she denied. She said, I'm just not going to wear it. She was obstinate. She was stubborn and downright needed probably a little little correction. And uh, she said, I want to wear my red dress. I'm going to wear my red dress. And so they finally brought the director in because the parents couldn't do anything with her. He said, honey, you're going to have to wear this costume that Mary wore. She said, I will not wear that. I'm going to wear my red dress. Clearly, the adults were getting nowhere with her. An emergency conference was convened, and uh, they, even brought, they even brought the man playing Jesus to come in. He was going to be a grown Jesus, and he came in, and he said, Honey, I'm talking to you as Jesus. You're going to have to wear the clothes that Mary wore. She said, Jesus, I'm going to wear my red dress. And so there was an announcement. They said, folks, due to circumstances beyond our control, Mary, the mother of Jesus, will appear tonight in a new red dress. And from behind the curtain, the audience heard a clear voice of a young man saying, if Mary had a new red dress that night, she would have worn it. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Cute story. Three things needed at Christmas. One is a list or some ideas. Usually you don't have to worry about that now because your kids will provide it for you. The second is a tree. You must have a Christmas tree. And the third is Christmas gifts. And the beauty of all this is all three of these came from the Christ of Christmas. Uh, His idea of Christmas was to come and be with us and walk among us. He went to a place called Calvary. He knows what a tree is all about. And he gave us gifts when he arose from the grave. The Christmas story I'm teaching tonight, not the Xmas story. If this was Xmas... Suddenly the baby would be gone. There would be no fuss if we celebrated Xmas tonight. There would be no muss if we celebrated Xmas tonight. There would be no blood and there would be no glory. 
If this season was just an X, but it's far more than an X. Now, I know that many of you are theologians in this house tonight, and I still stand on where I stand tonight. For example, when we want to denote an unknown quantity, we use the symbol X. If we refer to an obscene level of a film, it's called X-rated. Some people seem to express chagrin about seeing Christ's name dropped and replaced by this symbol for an unknown quantity, X. And every year, you see signs and the bumper sticker saying, put Christ back in Christmas as a response to the substitution of the letter X for the name of Christ. There is no X in Christmas. First of all, you have to understand that it's not the letter X that's put into Christmas. You see, we are English here and the Greek X there, but actually it involves the first letter of the Greek name for Christ. Christos in the New Testament Greek is for the name of Christ. The first letter of the, of the Greek word Christos is transliterated into our alphabet as an X. That X has come through church history to be shorthand symbol for the name of Christ. We don't see people protesting the name of the Greek letter Theta which is O with a line drawn through the middle, which is shorthand abbreviation for the name of God, which is the word Theos, the Greek word for God. The idea of X is an abbreviation for the name of Christ came to us to use in our culture with no intent to show any disrespect, disrespect for Jesus. I'm buying all of this. I'm just reading this to you. The church has used the symbol of the fish historically because it's an acronym. Fish in the Greek, ichthus, involved uh, the use of the first letter of the Greek phrase, Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior. So the early Christians would take the first letter of these words and put these letters together and spell the Greek word for fish. That's how the symbol of the fish became a universal symbol of Christianity, blah, 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 and I'm through reading. X is the unknown. It means unknown in numerical equations. X means obscene material. I don't know where the X came up with. I don't know who came up with the X. Many say Constantine did it because he used that word. The letter Chi is written in X and Rho is written P. So XP means Christ Savior. And sometimes they take the P out, take the Savior out, just use Christ. So it's X for Christ. But. Since we don't really know where it all started, then we don't know why. Maybe, maybe it could have been because of laziness. Maybe somebody didn't want to say Christmas anymore, so they just said, I want to say Xmas. Maybe they just didn't remember to put Christ before the Mass. Or someone said, I don't have the strength to fight, write five more letters. C-H-R-I-S-T is six letters. I just put an X there and put the Mass there, and I don't have to write five more letters. So hence the X becomes the powerless, less symbol for Jesus Christ. It became the substitute for Christ. It has still become the substitute for Christ. I want to say this to America. We speak English here in this country. We don't live in Greece. If the X means Christ in the Greek language, that's wonderful and good. We believe Christ is the Christ in America. Amen. The power is in the Christ, not the moss. The season of Christmas has become a nameless holiday time. It really has. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Aren't you glad that we still embrace the Christ? In Christianity, it's not an X 
Christianity. It's not an ex-thesis. It's a Christianity with Christ still in the center of it all. I love Charles Stanley. Charles Stanley is one of my favorite radio preachers, and I love Charles. Baptist minister in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's an older man now. But Charles Stanley has this little thing that he does every year. Every year, still does it. He's still mischievous enough to do it right now. He goes into stores, and when he buys an object, when he buys something for somebody, he'll go to the counter. He'll say, Merry Christmas. And if they answer back, Happy Holidays, he'll stop and say, Wait a minute, before you ring that up, I'm going to try this one more time. And he tells them the story of Christ. He tells them the story of the birth of Christ that I read to you. And he said, I'm going to do it one more time. Merry Christmas. And Thank you, honey. And he said, if they come back with happy holidays one more time, he said, just keep your stuff. I'm going to find a place that celebrates Jesus Christ. And I'm going to spend my money there. Perhaps, perhaps the motive was from Herod. Herod in the New Testament. Herod tried to kill all the babies to and under when... X was born. It's amazing to me why Herod tried to kill all the babies when Jesus was just an X. It's amazing to me. The spirit of Herod still lives today. If X is really not a problem, and I'm not trying to secularize this season, then why are there no mangers in our yards like there used to be? Why is there no nativities? Why the expulsion of Christ in everything? It is politically incorrect today to say Merry Christmas at Christmas. It's politically incorrect. And our government calls Christmas trees holiday trees. A young man at a restaurant the other night, my wife had called in to get get us some food, and I was the pickup man. I had to go and get it, and so I came for the takeout. And when he came to the car, I was in my pastor mood, and I said, Merry Christmas, young man. I hope you have a blessed Merry Christmas. He said, Sir, I wish I could say that back to you. But happy holidays, sir. That's all we can say around here. And I pulled him up close to the car with his arm and I said, in the name of Jesus, I wish you a Merry Christmas. He said, sir, I received that. That's right. There's a move to take the Christ out of Christmas. I don't care what the theologians say. X is not a religious symbol in America today. Let's revisit the first Christmas. Let's replace the Christ with an X in the manger. Let's put X in the manger. If he's X in the manger, he's nothing more than Joseph Jr. If he's an X in the manger, he's unknown. He's a used to be. He's not a current thing. If he's an X in the manger, then Mary and Joseph are just living an illegitimate life. There's no virgin. There is no just man. If he's an X in the manger, there's taxation. It's just another incident of slavery and nothing more. There's two records in the New Testament. Oh, I feel like preaching right now. In Matthew first, if Christ is an X in the book of Matthew, then there are no wise men. If Christ is just an X, there's no guiding star. If Christ is just an X, there's no exceeding great joy. If Christ is just an X, There's no one to worship here tonight on this Christmas Eve. If Christ is just an X, there's no gifts to bring. If Christ is just an X, there's no opening of treasuries. But because there is a Christ. Because it is Christmas. Because Christ was born, he changed everything. He even changed the calendar. (laughs) X don't change calendars but Christ 
changed the calendars. He even changed Bethlehem. Bethlehem was known as where Jesse lived and David was anointed. It is also known as the burial place of Rachel, who was Jacob's wife that gave birth to a son one day and called his name Benoni, which means son of my sorrow. And Jacob was standing there and said, no, he will not be called son of sorrow. He'll be called son of my right hand. His name will be Benjamin. But the Bible said that Rachel was buried in Bethlehem. But when Jesus came, the Christ, he changed the burial ground to a birthing place. X doesn't do that. Jesus Christ changes everything. He changed the phrase Hosanna. You know what Hosanna meant when he was around? It meant help God, please save us. But Hosanna now is not a plea for help. Hosanna now is a proclamation of praise. Anybody want to say Hosanna to the King of Kings? X don't do that. X doesn't do that. But a proclamation to a Christ will cause you to praise him with all of your heart. Say amen to that. Paul, when speaking to the people at Mars Hill in Acts, saw an altar erected to the unknown God. And he said, I declare the unknown God to you. I know him. He is alive. So here's what I want to tell you. Every day is Christmas when you know the God of Christmas. Can I declare that there's a church in Austin, Texas that does not celebrate the X factor tonight? We celebrate the Christ of Christmas and our hosannas are proclamations and not pleas. Come on now. We're not looking to die. We're looking to fly. We're not looking to go down. We're looking to go over because Jesus Christ is alive. Clap your hands and say he is alive tonight. He is alive tonight. That's Matthew's gospel. Let's go to Luke's gospel. If that's an X in the manger, there's no angels appearing on the hillside. If that's an X in the manger, there's no shepherds glorifying God. If that's an X in the manger, there's no heavenly host. There's no announcement. There's no saying unto you, this is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is X, the Lord. They said he's Christ the Lord. Isaiah said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son will be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Say it, Wonderful. Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. Say Counselor. Say the Mighty God. Say the Everlasting Father. Say the Prince of Peace. Don't forget his first name. His name is Wonderful. Come on, his name is Wonderful. His name is Wonderful. We're going to have a wonderful Christmas because there was a Christ born in Bethlehem, not just an X factor. In Luke chapter 2, 25, the Bible talks about a man by the name of Simeon. He was a devout man. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost, the Bible said, was upon him. And when he saw the Christ, not the X, the Christ, he said, mine eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. Now let thy servant depart in peace. Thanks, Simeon. Thank you, sir. I think I sat in front of a Simeon tonight. He was probably about as old as Mr. Cecil over here. Without you, Simeon, holding more than an X in your arms, there is hope for sinning young men today because Christ came to forgive sins. Without you holding more than an X in your arms, sir, there's hope for dying old men today. 
I'm here to declare to you because Christ was born and not just somebody else. We all have a hope that we never had before. And we all have a faith that we now can share with everybody. Do you know that when Elizabeth was there with Simeon on the porch, he grabbed the Lord and he said, now let thy servant depart in peace. But when Elizabeth saw him, she said, I'm going to go tell somebody. And she went and spread the good news. Now you either can get enough of God just to die by, or you can get enough to go tell everybody you want to tell that Jesus is alive. But I promise you, this church is going to keep Christ vogue in America. This church will never replace Christ with an X. We'll never replace Jesus with just another noun. We'll never do that. Jesus Christ is still Lord to the glory of God the Father at Christian Life Church. Do you believe that tonight? Are you with me tonight? I close. Bob Hope was one of my favorite people in life. He really, really was. He had a wife named Dolores. He died two months after he turned 100. He lived 100 years and two months. He got sick with pneumonia. He owned millions of dollars of real estate. He probably was the most recognizable name and man and face in all the world. And Dolores, his wife, asked him one day, Bob, where do you want me to bury you when you die? And he said to her, surprise me. I don't know what Mr. Hope's relationship with Christ was. But I do know that those who do not know him, the Christ, will wake up one day surprised. But if a person has a relationship, not with the X factor, but with the Christ, there will be no surprises. You know exactly where you're headed. You're going to a city that hath a foundation whose builder and maker is God. There will be no surprises. And so tonight, tonight on this Christmas Eve, I want to thank you for coming. I want to thank you for just taking some time. I want to thank you for just opening up your heart tonight just share the goodness and the the grace of God the people that make up this congregation tonight are good people because you put Christ first in your Christmas night Christ is first and when you put Christ first then everything will fall in place in your life and that concludes today's podcast thanks again for listening